0: You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back, friends. It is Live Wild Radio, the fitness and adventure podcast, because we've done that little switch. We used to just be adventure with a little fitness. And now we're fitness with a little adventure. Um, So any of our original uh, subscribers, hopefully you enjoy, you know, and find what we're putting out now useful. We'll still cover adventure stuff. But we did the switch because uh, we're finding more and more people are sick. (laughs) More and more people like feel like shit. Um, Their health is declining Uh, and more people are at a place with their body where they're not happy with it. Um, you know, and that, whether that is, you know, aching all the time and being in pain, um, whether that's being overweight, whether that's their health markers, uh, are not where they optimally should be to be healthy and have a good long life. Um, um, And this is just our little effort um, to help give people the information they need to make those changes to actually get somewhere. Because truth be told, the world of fitness is uh, confusing because it is rife with charlatans, Um, you know, Basically, the idea that anybody's conveying that there is one way, there is only one way, our way. If you're not with us, you're against us, right? These uh, basically, and you see so much of it, right? Um, Where people are conveying, like, oh, well, you just need this one secret, right? Um, Well, I'm just going to dispel a couple of things. First of all, uh, you know, there, there's knowledge, obviously, but at the heart of it, there is no secret. Um, you know, I think, and, and this is something I've been thinking about for a long time because obviously people know I'm a trainer. Um, I'm a coach. I help people achieve their fitness and athletic goals. Um, and that is something I do for a business. Uh, but we're doing lots and lots of stuff out for free. Uh, whether it's the website uh, social media posts the ebooks you can download the podcast you know so I don't want people to think the only reason we're doing this is to make money because quite honestly if my only goal was to make money (laughs) I would do it different ways right this is because it's something that we're passionate about something we love um it's something we live right before recording this I just did a workout right um And spend some time in the sauna. Uh, You know, all of these different health things that will help. They help me feel better. They help me perform better. They help my mental health. um, You know, so it's a case where while there is a business associated with this, um, I don't want people to feel like, you know, the only reason we're putting stuff out is to get business. Right? Because the reality comes in is, like, we wouldn't be putting out tons and tons of free stuff if the only <laughs> thing we were concerned with was money. Just to get that out there. Um, because I had, I had somebody comment on something. Uh, you know. And I got into, like, they DM'd me. They didn't comment, they DM'd me. And it was like, oh, you're putting all this stuff out just to make money. It's like, no. Um, you know, because... Obviously, putting out information that you can put into practice right now doesn't make me any money. Obviously, we, you know, we occasionally do sponsors and things like that on the podcast. Um, but, it, you know, it sort of was one of those things where it was like I got talking to the person that's like, listen, here is a bunch of information, you know, like I, I sort of sent them some links and sent them some other, you know, and it, it's one of those things like you can put all this stuff into effect yourself, um so it, w- it was kind of an interesting uh take that you know we're spending time um you know answering people's email questions and uh uh doing the podcast and writing articles for the website and obviously there with say with the website we've got some ads on there so you know if anybody clicks the ads you know we make a little bit of money but but like that's not the goal of it um uh you know, the goal is to educate people, to maybe motivate people a little bit, show them that getting fitter is, you know, it's not easy. You still have to do the work, but it's much simpler than a lot of people would want to make it out. Um, and that's actually what the today's episode is about. Um, uh, it's minimum effective dose, right? Because again social media has distorted so much stuff like you're seeing these like crazy workouts and everybody doing stuff and you're just like you know um basically whether they're doing stuff you could never imagine ever being able to do uh you know it's great for uh like getting eyeballs (laughs) but it doesn't give a lot of um information to the the average person who wants to just improve their life um Whereas this concept, right, and, and it makes all the sense in the world, if you think about minimum effective dose, uh, it's something that gets applied to pharmaceuticals, right? Like, obviously, you shouldn't take any more medication than you need to get the effect we're after, right? Um, well, exercise is the same way. Uh, you don't need to do any more than you need to do, Um And then there's sort of that thing. It's like there's the minimum effective dose to get progress, and then there's the optimal dose, if you want to think of it. Um, You know, minimum effective dose is good because you're still making progress. Optimal is perfect, right? Well, we know perfect doesn't exist. Um, Obviously, we can always sort of strive towards better. Um, But today's episode, I'm going to talk about uh, different parameters, um for you know different fitness parameters and the minimum dose people need to get to see an improvement in those parameters um like i said it might not be the optimal improvement in those parameters you know like completely maximizing your gains per month um but the reality is is small gains over a long period of time still get you where you want to go <laughs> right like you know it, it's an athlete competing at a specific date and time that has to maximize um, to be the best they possibly can be on that day but if you're like most of our listeners your goal is to feel good to you know obviously there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a little better uh, you know and then be healthier Um, you know and, and it's something that I get from like a lot of my clients it's like I don't care if I can compete in X, Y, Z, you know, or win, but the fact that my joints don't hurt anymore, um, you know, my husband or wife, uh, is like hubba hubba, you're looking good. And, uh, you know, my doctor's saying, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Um, that's what most people are after. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, it's that kind of thing where uh, the the Instagram sort of fitness world is like ripped people and big booties and 500-pound bench presses and, you know, all this kind of crazy shit. Um, and it's impressive and it's, you know, uh, but, it, but it's like watching a superhero movie. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's not real. Right. It's entertaining, but it's not real. You know, not to say that you can't get, you know, ripped six pack abs and wide shoulders, um, but you have to dedicate the majority of your existence towards getting to that. You know, you don't get a lot of people casually, you know, like working a job and having a healthy family life and all of these other things. Right. That are important to us walking around like they're photo shoot ready. (laughs) You know, there's probably a few outliers out there where it's like takes nothing. But as we get older, it becomes harder. Um, You know, the people who you see like that, that is their job, right? Um, You know, they they have made a business. um, And, you know, there's all sorts of things that we get into with that, you know, just to sort of dispel the, uh, you know, if we want to call it unrealistic expectations (laughs) Um, and this goes for both men and women, because when you see uh, the super skinny, but big, butt, big boobs uh, with a six pack woman, um, unless you're a rare body type, most people can't get that because for women, if you get to the point, you have six pack abs aside from the hormonal problems you can probably run into because if your body fat level is too low, it's not healthy. Um, the other issue run into, uh, <laughs> almost every woman I've ever run into coaching, uh, you know, the the competitive athletes who got down to the point where they were lean enough, you could see some abs, the boobs disappeared, um, and nobody's ever happy <laughs> about that. Um, and then, you know, on the guy side, uh, you know, basically the, the male uh, equivalent of, like, the perfect body um, is... Somewhere between a fitness model and a superhero actor uh, on screen, right? And the reality comes in is that any of those things, they will train and diet down to that level um, for a photo shoot, for a movie, for whatever, but they don't stay there, right? It's unusual, but anybody that walks around ripped um, year-round. Um, it's a ton of work. Um, the times that I've been super, super lean myself, um, you know, where I had the abs and had the veins in my shoulders and, you know, I fucking felt miserable. Like you're just starving yourself to get there. Um, you know, so there's, there's sort of a sweet spot because I never performed super well. I know some athletes I've coached, they're ripped. But they're they're sort of genetic freaks, right? They sort of sit there anyway. It doesn't matter what they eat. They drink beer, and they look like that. Okay, um, you know if if you don't have that, blame your parents. Um, but the reality comes in is most people perform better. You know whether it's strength, whether it's endurance, um, being lean but not ripped. Right, and the difference you run into is that with in the when you first get up in the morning, um, you you're a little bit dehydrated, obviously, because you've gone you know however long without uh, fluid intake, Uh, and you see yourself in the mirror. You might have the top couple of abs be visible in the right light, kind of thing, but it's not like you've got veins in your abs, or you can see every single ab, or uh, you know um, you've got like muscle lines like striations in your glutes you know that kind of lean um you know the, the kind of bodybuilder on stage or fitness model you know because a lot of times for those shoots people dehydrate themselves there's a bunch of sort of uh uh cosmetically uh enhancing things that go on that you would never maintain to have that look for that day on stage or that photo shoot or that movie. Um, and then of course there's the giant elephant in the room, which, you know, doesn't get talked about on social media, but is performance enhancing drugs. Um, if you see somebody that looks, uh, bigger, (laughs) you know, the big is sort of the, one of the biggest giveaways where, uh, They look like a cartoon superhero, not like a movie superhero, like a Marvel movie, but, um, you know, just bigger than, uh, it's sort of freaky looking. That doesn't happen naturally. You know, you can get a really good physique naturally, but it gets harder as you get older and older. Um, but when you get the people that are, uh, you know, big and ripped and, uh, you know, basically sort of seem to defy anything you, you've normally seen, um, you know, uh, you run into the thing where there, let's just say steroids, uh, growth hormone, <laughs> um, you know, a variety of different pharmaceuticals uh, are uh, very, very common in the fitness world. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Like nowadays, there's websites. You can go on and order performance-enhancing drugs and have them delivered to your house. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's like, on the one hand, I'm all about freedom, so hurrah, do what you do. But on the other hand, I'm a big uh, believer in sort of like the open transparency of it. Um, you know, so it, it's a thing where people oftentimes and I'm not going to name some oversized movie stars, Um, but, you know, if they get asked about it, you know, they're not forthcoming, we'll say. And we understand there's stigmas, and, you know, it's like they make a huge amount of money because they look like that. Um, But, again, this is sort of a uh, coming back to that idea, right, that, you know what we see on the internet is not uh, indicative of reality. <laughs> um, and the and the perfect way to know that, go to the beach. Um, you know, because unless it's like Miami or, or Venice Beach in California, you know, you, you see on the internet, you know, Instagram, that kind of thing, you see and you go, oh my God, everybody's like in amazing shape. And then you go to the beach and you go, oh, I'm actually one of the you know better ones here <laughs> you know and and it would it, it's kind of that thing internet versus reality um real life uh there's a reason you know um that idea of like that super super ripped muscly perfect body male or female um is very very rare and you kind of like bigfoot uh almost never see it in the wild <laughs> So back to minimum effective dose. So if you are a busy person um, and you don't have a ton of time to train, it's very easy to go, I don't have time. I don't have enough time to actually um, see any results. So uh, why bother? Um, And that's what today is about, because we're going to break down a couple of different categories, um, you know, muscle building and strength. Uh, and um, conditioning, cardiovascular conditioning, uh, and then mobility, uh, which is your flexibility, your ability to move through full ranges of motion. Um, And you're going to be surprised, probably, uh, by how little you need to do per week to actually make some progress. Um, It's not going to be perfect progress. It's not going to be the maximum amount of progress you can make, but you will still make progress. Um, So we're going to start off with the muscle building one. Um, And when you build muscle, uh, applying progressive overload, you'll build strength as well. Um, And this is the cool thing, uh, is that if you do uh, a total of four hard sets per movement pattern or muscle group per week, um, you will see uh, some progress um, and and not a small amount of progress. If you're brand new to training, you've never lifted weights before, um, you know, or done any type of resistance training, one relatively hard set, and I'll get into what hard is in a minute, um, will actually get you progress. One hard set twice a week. Um... So that idea that, oh, man, I don't have an hour for lifting weights, so I, I might as well not bother. Um, first, work out at home. Like, I'm such a huge proponent of this. Um, pull-up bar, adjustable kettlebell, set of gymnastics rings. Um, you could become, you know, I call it my couch to superhero toolkit. Um, because with that, you can hit everything very, very effectively. Um so if you were to think about this uh I would have five movement patterns in a workout um so I would have you know if you want to do full body twice a week like this is the most minimalist strength and muscle building program um each exercise you want to do a warm up set um, do a general warm up some jumping jacks and some squats and um uh, arm circles or kettlebell halos, like a bunch of things just to get the body ready to train and then do one light set per exercise and then two hard sets. Um, and when I say hard, uh, if you are anywhere from like five to to 20 reps per set, um, but you just take those sets till the last rep or two are a real struggle um i find it's more effective if you do kind of that uh you know six to 12 rep range um because one of the things you'll run into if you're doing like higher reps higher rep sets is a lot of times you can actually move the weight it just burns so much that you don't want to <laughs> um whereas uh with something in that 6 to 12 range will be enough load that you know the the last few reps are a, are a struggle right um you'll run into the thing where that will come close to maximizing uh muscle fiber recruitment and so if you do a pushing movement a pulling movement so very common for me is double kettlebell overhead press, but you can do single arm, like do one arm at a time. Um and then pull-ups. And if you're not strong enough to do pull-ups, you could do body rows, you can do pull-ups with a band on the uh around the pull-up bar taking some of the weight off you. And then uh a squatting movement. Um I'm a big fan of double kettlebell front squats. Um a hip hinge. Um uh And this can be, a hip hinge is basically like a deadlift, a kettlebell swing. Um, Kettlebell swings I would never take close to failure because they're being a quick movement. Your form is going to break down before you get close to the point you can't do anymore. Um, But any type of hip hinging, um, you know, if you were to do, uh, say, a one-legged... Uh, Romanian deadlift, which is a nice hip hinge, um, with a single kettlebell, you can do those fairly hard safely, right? It's easy to drop the bell if you sort of get out of balance. Um, they really require a lot of like control and concentration. You can't throw them around because you're on one foot, so balance is an issue. Um, and you get the byproduct that it, it trains balance. Um, and then we would always throw in some sort of loaded carry um, or core work. So if you go through one warm up set of each, two working sets that are, you know, hard, you push yourself, but that's it. And then you go on to the next movement. Um, and that, you know, isn't a lot each workout. Like we've got five exercise. We're talking 10 working sets total for the workout. Um, if you wanted to split it up, right? Cause again, maybe you can work out each day, but you don't have a ton of time. I would do uh, a pushing movement and a hip hinge on one day. Um, so that's four sets in your workout. <laughs> it's not gonna take you very long. Um, and then the next day uh, I would do your pull, your squat, and your loaded core area, core work. Um, and if you take and do that, uh, you know, basically twice a week, one workout is four working sets. The other workout is six working sets. And if you, you know, you can do it in a gym. Like we, we try with kettlebells at home. Um, but you know, you could do it as, uh, if you're in a commercial gym, um, maybe you've got a gym at work, you know, kind of the hotel type gym, you know, basically, uh, It could be something as simple as like a machine bench press, um, like a hammer machine or something like that. Two hard sets. Um, A barbell Romanian deadlift or use a hip thrust machine. That's a hip hinge as well. Uh, Two hard working sets. Then uh, you could do a leg press, two hard sets of leg press. Um, And then, uh, you know, a machine row or a lat pull down and then do some suitcase carries uh, or uh, you know a variety of different core work but like a, you know ab wheel um, hanging leg raises they all fit in there but we always try to get some loaded carries in every week because it's a very human thing to do but you see that that really won't take you that long <laughs> but if you You know, put a solid effort in each of the working sets. um, And over time, try to add weight. Um, You know, each week, go up in reps with the same weight. And when you reach, say, if you start at 6, when you get to 10 reps, increase the weight again. Drop down and work your way up. Um, Over time, you'll get stronger and you will add some muscle mass. um, Which has a ton of benefits we've talked about before. Improving... um, Insulin sensitivity, uh, basically improving your immune system, improves your ability to uh, withstand injury down the road. You know, like there's a bunch of benefits to building some muscle besides looking good. Um, And it's just dumb simple. (laughs) Um, Over time, you will run into the thing where you may, may need to add. But then it's one of those things where then you add three sets per movement, right? It's not complicated. You don't need to do, you know, because three sets, that's six sets per week um, per movement pattern. Um, You know, obviously, if you want to get training like a bodybuilder, so you want to hit your pecs and your delts um, and your this and your that, then you've got to add more, like if you're training as a bodybuilder. But for the average person, if you do a push, a pull, um, a squatting pattern, that could be some type of lunge as well or step ups uh, and Uh, A hip hinge, you know, any deadlift or swing variation, and then add in your uh, uh, loaded carrier core, you've hit everything from head to toe. You know, it might not have hit each thing optimally to grow, um, but let's say, you know, your push in the beginning of the week is a vertical push like an overhead press. Your second workout is a horizontal press. Right. They kind of will will work together because unless you're specifically a power lifter, it's not that you have to bench press. Um, You know, in fact, for most people, I'd recommend against it for shoulder health. Do like a dumbbell bench press, do ring push ups, all of those help that way. So, you know, there's kind of your minimum effective dose for building muscle and strength, Um, you know, always with the eye towards progressive overload over time, doing a little bit more. Right, whether it's more reps, more weight, um, you know, and sort of zigzagging them like a sort of a dual progression, where you gradually increase the reps, then you know, at a point, increase the weight, drop the reps again, work your way back up, and uh, you can do that for quite a long time. The, the key with it is that um, because you are not doing a ton, you've got to go to really, you know, you got to make each set count. Um, and that is really, really effective for the time uh crunched um, trainee. And then when we get down to uh uh cardiovascular fitness, um a brisk walk, like a thirty minute walk three times a week for most people who who are sort of untrained, that will actually increase. Um, pretty effectively, your cardiovascular fitness. It's not going to get you ready for the Tour de France or to run a marathon, but being that that's not what a lot of people are looking at, right? Um, if you were to do like two 30-minute fast walks, and if you have a heart rate monitor on, um, it's something I recommend for everybody because then you know relatively how intense you're going. Um, when you stop uh, getting you know, about 10 minutes in your, your heart rate, uh, won't get above, uh, you know, 120 anymore. Um, cause for most people, if you're over 40, like a, a 120 to 130, um, is a good, uh, heart rate, um, for training aerobically. When you stop getting to that point, then now start adding in, um, wearing a weighted backpack or weight vest, um, and basically, when you reach a point, you know, with the the initial weight you started, let's say you started with 10 pounds or 5 pounds, um, when that stops getting your heart rate up enough, then add a little more weight. So you're not going longer, right? Because the whole idea of this is minimum effective dose time-wise. So um, as you get fitter, you basically increase the load just like we would on a barbell, Um And that's rock marching, walking with a backpack. So, uh, highly, highly effective way to build cardiovascular fitness. And if you're a hiker, it carries over very, very well. Um, Then uh, another super effective way to build um, conditioning or cardiovascular fitness is 10 minutes of kettlebell swings a day. Even just do that three times a week. Um, I'll start clients off with uh, it's a ten minute EMOM. Every minute on the minute. Um, but rather than reps, we do it based on time. So they start with ten seconds of swings, fifty seconds rest, um, and over time we'll gradually increase that. So we'll do the first week will be ten seconds the second week say monday will be 10 seconds wednesday will be 15 friday will be uh 10 and then we just sort of gradually cycle it up till you get to the point where um you're doing 30 seconds on 30 seconds off um well that has tripled the amount of work you're doing in the same amount of time and if you're focused on those swings being explosive and powerful um you know, where there's a lot of snap to the hips uh, and even overspeed eccentrics. Like you don't just wait for the bell to come back down, but you actually drive it down. It takes a bit of practice to get to that point. And it's kind of an advanced thing. But you can, even in those being only 10 minute workouts, you can build an ass load of conditioning. Um, you know, because other, like in the winter wintertime, um, uh, my conditioning for myself. And this gets me to the point where, you know, after a month or two of bike riding in the spring, I can go ride a hundred miles, you know, in like five and a half hours. Uh, you know, so that's 160 K on road, dirt roads, that kind of thing. Um, without a ton of specific training, um, I will do, uh, this same kind of, um, cycle, whether it's, uh, kettlebell swings, sometimes I'll do a double clean and jerk for 10 seconds, so I'm not getting as many reps per per set, <coughs> excuse me, all this talking dries your mouth out, um, won't get as many reps, but because, say I'm doing a pair of 28 kilo, kilo kettlebells, if I'm getting like three reps a minute, that's is a lot of, you know, because I'm putting uh, 125 pounds over my head three times a minute for 10 minutes. (laughs) Um, You know, so there's different variations you can do. Um, But it it doesn't make any sense, right? But it works. (laughs) Just because I've been doing it with people for so long. Like, you know, uh, basically 20 years ago, one of my biggest things uh was coaching cyclists and but it was people they competed but they had full-time jobs and families and all that so it was like how do you strip out nothing they don't need how do we you know and it was a lot of trial and error but we would get cyclists doing kettlebell swings three times a week um and it improved their cycling you know it's kind of that black box we try things um you know you put a bunch of stuff in take the output I don't know exactly why it works as well as it does, but it does. Uh, you know, it's not gonna get you ready for a marathon, right? This is general physical preparedness. So you still have to do uh, you know, the actual activity you want to get good at, but I find it highly, highly um effective for building this foundation of fitness that then w- you can easily carry over into other activities. Um you know, because now, personally, I'm not trying to be the best at any one thing. Um, I'm very much a generalist when it comes to my fitness. I want the endurance to be able to go, you know, for an all day bike ride um, or hike all day. Um, but I'm not training specifically like all my focus on that, so I'm not going to be the fastest at it. So if I went for a hundred mile bike ride, I will complete it. Um, I'll feel good doing it, but there'll be people who specialize that will be fat, they'll cover that same distance faster than me. Um, then, um, on the strength side, uh, you know, e- e- basically, I want to be strong, but I'm not willing to put all of my eggs in that basket like a power lifter would. So, uh, you know, for the average person, I'm pretty strong. Um, Uh, but basically anybody that focuses on powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting or strongman, they're going to be stronger than me. Um, they just won't be able to keep up with me on a bike and vice versa. Um, the specialist cyclist can't keep up with me in the weight room. (laughs) If that makes any sense, you know, I'm not going to be the best at any one thing, but I want to be the strongest cyclist and the fittest. Uh, weightlifter <laughs> you know um, and it it prepares you kind of for life because you're not the best at anything but you're pretty good at everything um, and that's where we come down to the mobility end of it um, one of the things I find is by uh, daily but it doesn't have to be a long amount of time like if you hang from a pull-up bar Um, For 30 seconds. Like a dead hang. Really let your shoulders stretch out. Um, You sit in the bottom of a goblet squat. uh, For 30 seconds. And then. uh, Basically. Do some extended lunges. um, To open up the hips. And the hip flexors. For 30 seconds per side. Um, It's not an idea. You're not going to become as flexible as a gymnast on that uh but i find that you know when i'm really pressed for time um keeps the shoulders feeling good keeps the hips feeling good keeps the knees feeling good the ankles um You know, because the reality comes in, unless you're doing something extreme like a a martial art or gymnastics or something along those lines, you don't have to have hyper flexibility. You just want to be able to move comfortably, safely through big, full ranges of motion. Um, And that's where I find uh, on days where I've got a little more time, you know, I'll do things like the world's greatest stretch, Uh, I'll do some band assisted stretching um after workouts. You know, or even sometimes I'll do a a stretch day on its own or uh basically we will do like a fifteen minute yoga (laughs) thing, you know, just different things to basically you're moving but you're focused on that mobility. Um but it doesn't take a ton of time, um, you know, but if you do a little bit every day. Like if you were when you first get up in the morning Do some torso twists side to side to loosen up your upper back. Um, You know, reach to the ceiling and look up, then hinge at the hips and go down. Uh, Basically, you know, a few repetitions and then a couple of really big lunges, um, like a big step forward push down into it to open up the hips uh you'll run into the thing where with that that'll get you feeling great for the day um get a lot of the kinks out uh without a ton of time spent training um or or working specifically on that um you know again it's that kind of idea of getting the most for the least and that i think is one of the, the biggest things that so many people run into, like I said early on, that if you totally focus on it has to be perfect or nothing, it will be nothing more often than not. So I'll, you know, like imagine it's one of those things, you really push for time, bang out two sets of push-ups, as many as you can do. Um, you get a pump in your chest, you'll activate your delts, you'll work your triceps, um and then get on with your day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like something is better than nothing. Um, and if you, two sets of push-ups. Uh, if you've got the setup, right? Like right now I'm recording this in my office. Well, above my head, beside my desk, is a pull-up bar. Um, you know, so it's one of those things. I'll do, I'll get up and hang. Um, I'll do the thing sometimes where every time I walk, by the, the pull-up bar, I'll do two pull-ups. It's not hard. Let's do pull pull-ups. But if you do that, you know, like yesterday, because I had the day off, so I spent a lot of time uh, in my office working away, um, every time I got up, I did two pull-ups. I ended up with like 40 pull-ups by the end of the day. Um, you know, there's no way you have a day, you do 40 pull-ups, you're not going to get some adaptation out of that, even though basically two reps takes i don't know like six seconds um uh so it's not like anybody can complain well i don't have the time it's six seconds you know um so think of uh that type of thing like there's a couple of little little caveats that always go in with these things generally if you're going with less time training you generally need to make sure there's no wasted time the sets need to be a little bit harder um, uh, or, you know, like you, you've got to create the stimulus in less time. So a lot of times what that'll be is just being super time efficient. Develop a warm-up that you can do quickly. Like I do uh, kettlebell halos that I'll hang from the bar, do some deep goblet squats to open up my hips, um, I'll repeat that three times and then I'll do my light sets. Um, and because I'm going from exercise to exercise pretty quickly, it gets my heart rate up a little bit. Um, you know, if I'm going to do a kettlebell press, um, I'll do one set with say 20 kilos. And then when I've done that, then I go to my sets with 28 kilos. Um, and, milk them for everything they're worth uh like say something like a press if you hit failure where you can't you know get rep nine um the odds of hurting yourself are very low because you know it just didn't go up right you put the bells down you're done um uh, pull-ups are the same way you can't get your chin over the bar uh well then you've hit failure but you can keep doing partials right so so pull-ups are a different they're one that are safe to go to failure um Failure being the point at which you can't do another rep. Uh, But, you know, I don't like to do that with loaded lower body exercises because usually you'll get out of position. You'll have technical failure. Your technique will start breaking down before you hit the point where you are uh, physically unable to complete a rep. Um, So i run into the thing where i will always dial it back just a little bit on the lower body exercises so i go to technical failure where it's like okay i know i could do another rep but it would be ugly uh i will dial that back right and that's when i'll put a halt to that set um and if you do that uh you know you can even especially if you're working it at home um where you control Uh, it's your gym, so you can set it up however you want. Um, I'll often do a circuit. So rather than do my set of presses and then have a three minute rest before I do my next set of presses, I'll do my presses. Then I'll do a squat, right? So my pressing muscles are getting a break. Um, but the, it's only about 30 seconds between sets. Right? So I'll rest 30 seconds, then do my squats. Then rest 30 seconds, do my pull-ups. Rest 30 seconds, do my hip hinge. Rest 30 seconds, you know, go back to my press. And I'll just do those four movements, like kind of in a, a giant set or maybe just two exercises back and forth in a superset, So you can get adequate rest for the muscle, but you're shortening it up um, because you're going to uh, opposing muscles. Um And that allows you to get more work done in less time. Um, So it'll shorten that workout up even more. Naturally, your heart rate will be up a little more because you're not rest resting. Um, You're just switching uh, what movements you're doing. So you get a little bit of extra cardio training. And if you do it that way, like I've been able to do, uh, because I'll do just the core work right at the end on its own. Um, You know, basically do a set of suitcase carries, you know, left hand uh for for 60 steps right hand for 60 steps then grab the ab wheel do six rollouts and do that twice boom there's your whole core done <laughs> um very very simple um but I have done the uh two sets of each movement um as I'm describing I've gotten the whole thing done in 15 minutes uh and Basically, you add in a few minutes for a warm up, um, a few minutes for a stretch afterwards. You're looking at maybe 22 minute workout. Um, so, that idea that, oh man, I don't have time. If anybody is time pressed, build yourself a gym at home, right? Because then you cut your getting changed, your travel time, your blah, 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 having to remember to pack your gym clothes, all that's out the window. Boom, get it done in the morning. Um, you know, get it done. You put some food in the oven for dinner. Bang, go do it. <laughs> you know, like you don't have, uh, the time thing stops being an issue. Um, you know, because you could you can knock it out pretty quickly. Um, and it's the same. Like that's where uh, kettlebell conditioning, as I call it, it's basically just a 10-minute swing program um and when people become more advanced will actually extend it you might end up doing 20 minutes of swings over time not sort of starting there but all of these things like they just work so well and they don't take a ton of time so you have a lot of time to put back to your life so those are sort of the three kind of categories that we're looking at today as far as minimum effective dose um and uh if anybody's got questions Uh, You can find us livewild underscore radio uh, on Instagram, uh, Radio on Facebook, our website livewildradio.com, go there. Um, We've got all of our free downloads, our fat loss cheat code, and our turning back the clock ebook um, on how to use exercise to, you guessed it, turn back the clock, um, look and feel younger. And a whole bunch of the the information about that is in there. Both of those are on our website. And you can also contact us on our website. So if you have questions, um, reach out, please. Uh, You know, like I said, we want to see more healthy, fit, happy people out there. Um, Being fit makes the world better. Uh, Nothing in the world uh, goes downhill because you're in better shape. (laughs) So, uh, and... This is a way that you can do it without spending, you know, hours and hours and gyms and all that kind of stuff. Unless you want to, you know, if you're gym rat. But then if you're gym rat, you don't need these little pointers. You need the other ones. So keep listening. So until next time, uh, Catherine will be on the next episode um, because she's gone to a business thing. Because, you know, we're people with jobs and everything in real life. So, uh, yeah. I'm Winston, and don't forget, work hard and play dirty.